0: Welcome back to the Energetics of Everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight, as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. Today I want to talk about the energetics of motivation. I've been having some really beautiful conversations around getting started with an entrepreneurial ship journey. And it's had me reminiscing on my own journey. And I'm going to share some of those reflections today. So welcome to the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. We're going to look at this. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story, and then we're going to talk about the energetics of motivation and some tips and tricks for getting things started, initiating change. This is Something I'm really good at as a manifesting generator with gate 34, which is like the gate of power, the gate of mutation, the gate of change, pretty much as my life's work and conscious sun and 70% of my personality. This is my jam. My jam is like turning manic energy into a life-changing transition from the outside. Looks absolutely crazy until it's done. And then everyone's like, whoa, what did you just do? That's incredible. I knew it was all going to work out, even though I had doubts for a minute, it looked kind of crazy. (laughs) So I like to turn chaos into radical transformations and blow people's minds. And it's a very enigmatic process that looks very messy until everything comes together all at the end. This is my specialty. So let me tell you about some of the chaos that I have created in my life that from the outside looked really random and looked really cringe, but from the inside was Just a part of my journey and my learning process that's allowed me to get to where I am today. I was thinking about it, and I have been an entrepreneur for over eight years. And that's insane to me. That's absolutely insane to me. I went to my first network marketing event, I was invited to my first. Network marketing event when I was still 17. So I was in high school. I was a couple of months away from turning 18, but I was still a 17 year old child who could not legally own her own business yet. <laughs> and I found myself in a room with people who were making multiple six figures, six figures, and even seven figures through this entrepreneurial journey. Let me really explain who I was at that point. I was still living at home with my mother. So I have a single mother. I have six of my biological siblings living with me. My oldest brother wasn't still living there, but there are eight people in this three bedroom townhouse. And I am working a part-time job at a retirement community, helping with dining and waiting tables. Essentially, it was pretty much a server position and helping out in the kitchen. Sometimes I was just helping out in a retirement community. and doing everything that I could to save up a little bit of money, hoping to move out at some point, but it felt impossible. I could barely cover my gas to get myself and my siblings to school and back, let alone save money to move out at some point. So I feel broke as a joke, and I'm feeling that financial stress of living with my family. I mean, I can see my mom going to school, working her job, working another job, doing everything that she can to provide for us. I am helping with grocery shopping and I'm taking the food stamps card to the grocery store and helping to make sure that that's going to last us through the end of the month. And I'm worrying about bills and if this is going to get shut off and like, Oh, we're getting a last notice for that. there's a lot of people around. There's hardly anywhere to escape, to kind of get away. And I'm a mountains environment. I'm a two line. I've got gate 40. I really need my alone time. And then I am envisioning, I am this fearful child. I am angry. I have resentment. I am frustrated. I am looking around at my life and I am saying, I refuse to exist like this forever. I can't do it. I cannot be... This stressed my whole life around money. I'm a teenager at this point, and I already have witnessed a bankruptcy, foreclosure, moving across the country, shutting down a business, a business going under, all of the things. A lot of really big financial changes I witnessed growing up, and so I had that that I was still dealing with, and I just saw this reality where... My mom was always working. She was always pushing. She was always frustrated. She was always angry because it was never enough. There was always more that she had to be doing. And there was always some additional expense. I was really determined from a very young age, pretty much since the foreclosure and everything happened when I was like 13, <laughs> very determined that I was not going to live like that for my entire life. The plan that i had set was i was going to med school i was going to do all of the classes that i need to do i was going to just put my nose down force myself to get through it get through everything that i needed to work really really hard and then eventually i would be a doctor once i was a doctor then I would be able to make good money and I'd be able to feel successful and I'd be able to help people and all of the things. So I have my eyes set on this med school route and it feels extremely daunting. It feels huge. It feels draining. It feels exhausting. Even just thinking about it, then I'm invited to go sit in this room with people who are saying they've made six figures and they've made multiple six figures. They've made seven figures in just a couple of years through sharing these products and through sharing their story and through working on themselves. I really love that aspect of personal development that's so associated with network marketing. But anyways, I signed up really closely after I turned 18 and I started learning about sales and marketing and inviting people to meetings. And I was cringy. I was cringy. I was bringing this up any opportunity that I could, I did a lot of cold selling because that's what we were told to do is just through Facebook, through trying to build relationships with people, trying to find friends. I learned a lot of things in that process. But yeah, my motivation was very much rooted in, I have to get away from this. I cannot live like this forever. I have to get away from this. That is fear motivation. From a human design perspective, that's actually aligned for me I have a fear motivation in my human design I see things I say I don't want that I am going to run as far away from that as I possibly can but it's not necessarily sustainable from my experience when you're focused on this is awful this sucks I have to get away from this I have to get away from this I have to get away from this there can also be this narrative of I'm not doing enough I have found that it is much more pleasurable and sustainable to use desire and pleasure and interest as motivating factors instead of fear or guilt or shame or anger or resentment or anything like that, grief even, these negative dark emotions, because there's an energetic quality and difference between the two. I remember thinking so many times, I have years of this story just being on repeat in my brain, which is I should be doing more. Are you really okay with this? Or maybe you are just settling. Maybe you aren't capable of doing more. Maybe you aren't capable of making it happen. Maybe I'm not someone special. Maybe I am just... Destined to live this life of financial struggle for the rest of my life. Maybe that's just like what's in the cards for me. Maybe someone like me just can't make it in this world. I don't have that sense of direction. I don't have enough drive. I'm not motivated enough. I should be able to just make myself do these things. I should be able to just make this plan and stick to it. What I found myself doing constantly was seeing this big goal and feeling overwhelmed by this big goal. Like I want to run this business. If I was in network marketing, I would look at the people who were a couple tiers ahead of me and say, okay, I have to enroll eight more people like this. And I have to help three more people do this. And that means this, 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 and I would make this timeline and this perfect plan for what I think this is going to look like. The reverse engineering, right? That everyone says to do, if this is your big year goal, what do you need to do every single month? What do you need to do every single week? What do you need to do every single day to make sure that that happens? I would make these plans and then I would try and stick to them. And then a month in or a couple of weeks in, I would be frustrated that I wasn't seeing results. And even though I was sending the messages and checking up and following in and setting the meetings and talking about the products and sharing the lifestyle and doing the personal development, even though I was doing all of the things that I thought I should be doing, and that I was told to be doing, it still felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I assumed I mustn't be doing enough because I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. People weren't signing up. People weren't spending money with me. I was not making the money. And so I blamed myself because I was in that fear state. I was running away from something. I'm like, I'm in pain and I would like to get away from this. And then I was shame spiraling. What happened was I was actually just overloading my nervous system. It was actually not that I had a lack of motivation, I had so much motivation that I was paralyzing myself. A lot of my entrepreneurial journey has been learning how to get myself out of a freeze state, out of a freeze state where I am so overloaded with information, so overloaded with ideas, so overloaded with sensations and motivation that I literally cannot take action because I'm just scattered and cloudy and so nervous and so dysregulated. I do not lack motivation. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you don't lack motivation either. It's actually just a dysregulation of this motivation. So let's talk about motivation. Motivation is not real. Motivation is one of those things that is very much an invisible destination Or an invisible detour. An invisible detour is something that we think we have to get or have or feel before we're ready to take action. So this is the conditions that we think we have to create in order for us to be successful. So this is literally conditioning. We are saying the only way that I will be able to do the thing is when the conditions look exactly like this. That's limiting. You're saying I have to limit myself in a specific way, in order to do the thing. So if I was saying that I have to find motivation before I'm going to be able to start my business, I'm going to be searching for motivation forever. I could be looking for it forever. I'm really good at doing this thing specifically with my husband, where if we are on a road trip or we're driving somewhere and he says, oh, do you want to stop for coffee? Or maybe it's time to grab some lunch. We just look up places along the way. I am phenomenal. I have this really powerful skill to find restaurants or coffee shops or detours for us that no longer exist or that are randomly under construction, not open. At this moment. So I've led us to several of these invisible detours (laughs) in my life in the physical world where we're looking at like, okay, there's this coffee shop, there should be a coffee shop somewhere in this parking lot. And we're just like looking around in this parking lot. The GPS said it was here. This is the last known location of that coffee shop, but it doesn't exist. I don't know what I'm looking for. So even though the directions have brought me to where I thought I needed to go, I can't find the motivation or I can't find the thing that I'm looking for. The same thing happens with these invisible destinations. So things like self-worth, confidence, I have to love myself more before I'm able to do this. I have to uh, feel more motivation, whatever it is. You're searching for something that's not real. That's not tangible. And so very often we'll go for what was the last known location? When was the last time you felt motivated? When was the last motivating factor? You might look for, well, I was really motivated when I was doing this. So maybe I have to find that sensation again. Maybe if I start working out more, I'll feel more motivated. Or maybe if I do this again, I'll feel more motivated. And then you're basing your actions based off of what you did in the past And you're basing your directions off of what you did in the past. Because your mind can't tell the difference between imagination and the present moment. It's just taking in information. It's just taking in sensations and filtering the information that it gets. It's just organizing information. The information you're feeding it is a memory of the past, it's going to sort that information just as similarly as if it's happening in the present moment. So you can find yourself searching for motivation, searching for it constantly and never feel like you find it. And this will keep you stuck at square one. You will feel like you are spinning your circles. Like, why am I still here? If I could just find this motivation, then I wouldn't be here again, but I'm still here and I should be somewhere else. And then you're again, overloading your system with more motivation because should, I should be doing more, or I should have already done this. That is rooted in guilt. And guilt is also a sensation that is designed to motivate us. What actually is motivation? It's not real. It's not tangible. It's not something that you can have or hold or touch or lick. When I think about invisible destinations, I'm very much looking at Can I hold this in my hand. What would happen if I dropped it? Would it shatter? Would it bounce? Would it land with a thud, kind of like a block of paper, If I don't know the answer, then it's not real. I can't touch it. I can't hold it. I can't have motivation consistently. What I'm looking for is a sensation. So motivation is emotions. They are energy in motion. They are sensations that give us the action or give us the desire to take action. It's just sensations of energy that make us want to do things. That's all it is. It's fuel to do things. Motivation is just the energy to get something done. Okay. That's it. The energy to take action. That is what we are looking at. The sensation that feels like the energy to take action. If All we're looking for is a sensation. I'm going to help you realize that sensations are created by you. You are the conductor of the emotional experience that you have in your inner world. This is where I actually want to play with human design a little bit when we are motivated to get things done, when we're setting the goal of like, I want to start this business where we will tend to get locked up or where we will tend to search for invisible destinations will be in our undefined centers. When I was first starting my businesses, (laughs) my multiple businesses and trying to figure out how do I become financially successful? How do I make success? How do I make a living in this entrepreneurial world, doing whatever I want, whatever I feel like instead of following a traditional path that someone else has set out before me. The answer that I kept coming up from, I kept looking for, I need more inspiration. Somebody has to be doing something really obscure, really different, really unique That. I can borrow inspiration from them and someone else who's doing something very different, but also extremely unique and different and life-changing. I was looking to blend things that no one had blended before. And what this led me to do was with my undefined head center, just consume content on repeat. And then I was like, okay, how do I use this? How do I use everything that I have consumed today? Where is the answer? Where is the answer? Where is the answer? So I was searching for the answer. I was searching for inspiration. I was like, what am I supposed to be talking about? What am I supposed to be Saying what's trending right now? What are people interested in? What do people need? What do people want from me? I feel like I have so much to give, but what do they want from me? So I'm in this head center, my undefined head center, just searching for an answer, searching for an answer, searching for an answer. The invisible destination is once I have the answers, once I have this inspiration, then I will have that sensation of like, oh, I have the answer. Now I'm motivated to take action. Now I'm safe to take action. Those were the conditions. But with my undefined head center, that's not something I'm supposed to find. The answer that I come up with today, the inspiration that feels like, oh, yes, this is it. I'm on it. I have the idea. I've got the plan. I've got the vision. Let's go is not going to resonate the same way tomorrow or next week or next month because it's in my non-self theme. And that's an area where I am designed to be flexible instead of being fixed Let's talk about defined and undefined energy in your human design chart for a second. So in your human design chart, you've got these nine centers, these nine shapes, and they're either going to be colored in or white. doesn't matter what color they are they will either be colored in or they will be white. If it's colored in, it's going to be called defined. And if it is white, it's going to be called undefined. I like to describe these differently than most of the traditional human design content that you're going to find. Because defined and undefined very clearly creates this belief or this perspective that if it's defined, you have it. And if it's undefined, you're missing it. It creates the sensation of lack and I believe that we all have access to everything in the human design body graph. We all have access to and can contribute to and can play any of the 64 human archetypes of behavior. All of them. You can behave in any way you want. All of these storylines, all of these archetypes are available to you. However, where you're defined, you will carry energy with you wherever you go. And where you are undefined, you will be flexible based off of the situation that is present. What do I mean by this? Using my chart, I have an emotional authority. I have my emotional center is defined, which means I am carrying my emotions with me everywhere I go. I could be at a child's birthday party for my niece or nephew. And if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm feeling moody and in my emotions, it doesn't matter what's going on outside of me. I'm still going to be first and foremost processing my internal emotional experience because I carry it with me. I am fixed. I have a fixed wave. I am internally having this process, having this emotional conversation, feeling through certain things all the time. I carry that with me. So I have to learn how to cope with and how to manage and how to maintain a healthy emotional state so that I can honor the feelings that I'm having, but so that they don't get so loud and overwhelming that they interfere with my ability to be present in the moment if I'm at my niece's birthday party, I want to be present for that. I want to be jumping on the trampoline with the kids. I want to be the fun aunt. I want to be playing. I want to be having fun. I don't want to be moody in the corner thinking about, oh no, that sales post that I made didn't go well. And I'm angry at the internet and the algorithm. It's not working in my favor. I don't want to be having that negative emotional experience In that situation. So my job as someone who's defined emotionally is to move through my feelings so that I can get over it and get back to the present moment, experience what I need to feel, experience what I'm experiencing in the moment. The undefined centers, I have an undefined G center. My identity center is undefined, which means if I am searching for a sense of identity, a sense of who am I, who is Eden Carpenter? What does she do? Who is she to other people? How do people see her? How do people perceive her? If I'm trying too hard to identify who I am to other people, I will get lost because I'll be able to identify it. I'll be like, ooh, look, this is how people see me. And then I'll think of someone else and I'll see it from a completely different perspective. I'm like, oh, wait, actually, this is how people perceive me. And then one more piece of information will come in. I'm like, oh, wait, actually, I'm going to shatter everything that I just said. And I'm going to reshape my identity around something else. This is a core aspect of who I am. I can constantly be changing that identity or I can just be present in the moment and see who I get to be right now. What character do I get to play based off of the situation that I'm presently in? Because I can be anybody, but each situation is going to provide me with a different opportunity for someone that I could be. So if I'm caught up with trying to define who it is that I am, I'm never going to fall in love with who I get to be if I'm just present, if I'm just surrendered to the process, if I'm just experiencing the present moment and saying, yeah. I'll be whoever you need me to be right now. Interpret me however you want. I don't need to define myself in order to enjoy this present moment and present experience. And when we're talking about motivation, if you are saying, I want to get this entrepreneurial shift journey started, I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to start moving. This is where you actually get to start playing with your human design. You get to start playing with your human design chart, with your strategy, with your authority, with all of the things instead of getting caught into this non-self so what's going to happen is you are ready to take action if you're a manifester maybe this is your urge coming to the surface and it's time to initiate it's time to inform if you're a projector maybe this is you're starting to feel that recognition for yourself and you are now open and you're ready for invitations you're ready to manifest this reality this business through people through your connections if you're a generator or a manifesting generator maybe this is something that you are just ready to respond to you're ready to build you're ready to pour energy into this you have the capacity for it if you're a reflector this is just the pattern that you're predicting this is the surprise that you're experiencing and you didn't quite expect to be here but you're finding yourself here and it's delightful if that's your experience, if that's where you are right now, then the next step is following your design. You want to look at your human design to see if you have any of these invisible detours. So let's actually go through all of the undefined centers for a second. If you have an undefined head center, it's this energy of, I have to find the answer or I have to find inspiration before I can start the business. you're searching for, I have to know all of the things I have to have a plan. I have to be less confused. You're looking for a big breakthrough, like, Ooh, aha, everything makes sense. Or you're looking for, you know, something like, I kind of just know that this is going to work, but why will this work? You're looking for proof of your ideas, or maybe you're doubtful and you're looking for reasons why this would not work for you. If you have an undefined Ajna center, you're looking for certainty. You want to be 100% certain in this thing before you take action. You're not designed to take action from 100% certainty. It's possible that you could actually just take action from the moment right here. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. With an undefined Ajna center, instead of looking for, I have to be certain that this is the right thing ask yourself the question, what is the evidence that shows me and that can contribute to my feeling of certainty that this is the correct action? So whatever your authority is saying, how certain are you? Maybe it's 65%, maybe it's 70%, maybe it's 80% certain. Can you take action with only 70% certainty and still trust yourself? Can you take action without needing to be 100% certain? How can you feel more certain in the present action that you're about to take? So it's about being flexible with your certainty and with your perspective instead of searching for certainty and needing to feel that thing before you can take action. With the throat center, it's about attention. How can I get attention? How can I make sure that people see me? How can I get the attention? How can I make sure that people see me before I start selling this product? The identity center is how do I figure out who I am to other people? How do I nail my niche? How do I know what I'm really good at? What my zone of genius is, what people love me for, before I start my business, I have to know who I am and who I want to be in the direction and the big picture vision before I can start my business. You don't have to have it. Who are you right now? What vision could you possibly be fulfilling with the actions that you're taking right now? The ego center deals with self-worth. Like I have to feel worthy or if I could just feel worthy, then I would be able to take this action. You don't have to feel worthy. What's the value in the action that you're about to take? What's the value that you've already contributed to the world? If you can see the lack of value, you can also zoom in on and expand on what the potential value is. You're designed to be flexible when it comes to value. So in this moment, can you see, can you hold on to, can you hold the vision of this is really potentially a lot of value? Because literally anything that drops into your world, you can see it as completely useless or absolutely priceless. So look for the evidence that shows you that this is actually priceless for you and for the people around you. With the emotional center, you don't have to feel a certain way before you're able to take action. If you're searching for a feeling, you're searching for a sensation, or you're thinking, if I do this action, then I will feel better. Then I will feel happy. Then I will feel satisfied. If you're looking for a big emotional experience, you are in your non-self theme. Most decisions are best made from emotional neutrality. The sacral center, if you're looking to keep up or you're looking for, like, I just want to be excited. I just want to be lit up. I just want to feel like, ooh, this is the thing. I just love this. It's so joyful. It's so satisfying. I could do it every single day. Not everything is going to feel like that. Whatever career path you choose, sometimes you're going to feel really excited about it. Sometimes you may not feel excited about it. That's okay. You have the capacity to find that satisfaction in any moment the splenic center. Are you searching for a sense of safety? Are you searching for a sense of like, I have to feel safe. I have to make sure that I'm going to survive before I take this action. I have to feel like this isn't too much of a risk. So if you are avoiding taking risks, and if you're wanting to make sure you're like, this has to be, I have to know that this is going to be an exact ROI, or this is going to be worth the investment or worth the risk that I'm taking that splenic center may be showing up, or it may say I can't let go of this. It's not safe to let go of this. That's really what we see with the undefined splenic center is like, Ooh, I like this. And I don't know if it's safe to let go of it. It's good. And I know that great exists, but it's almost this fear of if I let go of this, will something great come along or will I have just lost something that was good? You won't lose anything. That's good. If your body is saying, let go of this, then it's not valuable to you right now. And something better will come along the undefined root center says, I have to do this really quickly to get away from the pressure. If I want to rest, if I want to relax, if I want to unwind in any way, I have to work really, really, really fast and earn that right to rest. So all of these centers can create motivation from an unaligned place. If any of your undefined centers are driving the show What's happening is you're creating motivation that's not actually supporting you in feeling your best as you take action. So you want to be sourcing your motivation from a state of pleasure. We're going to keep this simple and play with just your aura type. You may have this big lofty goal. You may have this big vision that you want to fulfill, and maybe getting started feels overwhelming. Like, I don't even know where to start. You're wanting to start with the right thing. You're wanting to make sure that whatever you do first is really powerful and gets you started on the right foot. I'm actually going to have you go the opposite direction. Whatever it is that you're starting, I want you to start out with five of the absolute worst of that so if you're starting a podcast make five really awful ones five terrible podcast episodes that's your goal you're starting a new content style on instagram make five really bad instagram posts just really bad as fast as you can just get them done because if you are starting a business if you're stepping into an entrepreneurial journey you have to realize that whatever your first offer is it's going to be one of many Whatever your first post is, it's just one of hundreds. It's one of thousands that you are going to make over the next couple of years. One of the games that I really love to play with myself when I'm trying to start building momentum, because movement creates momentum. When you take small actions daily or small actions semi-daily, every couple of days, every once in a while, they lead into and they build up into something really powerful and really impactful. And that's going to be much more sustainable then searching for and going on this like invisible tangent, this invisible destination, searching for something that's not actually real, not actually there. So instead of searching for your sense of worthiness or searching for the perfect plan or finding answers or finding inspiration, I want you to come back into yourself, into your design, into your body, and we're going to attach pleasure to what is actually possible to accomplish today and what would feel really, really good to have done. So we are thinking about when you go to bed, how can you go to bed tonight feeling like, wow, I did something that got me closer to my destination of starting this business or making this product out there. I did something today that made progress on that what we're doing here is we're playing with your aura type so if you're a generator or a manifesting generator the goal is satisfaction it feels good to do something that is difficult now sometimes it doesn't feel good to do something that you have to do there are certain things that don't necessarily feel good to do but feel good to have done like a workout It may not feel good to get started working out. There's those couple minutes you're like, oh my God, I've literally been running for 30 seconds and I'm already exhausted. I do not think I'm going to make it an hour or half an hour or however long it is. There's no way that's so far away. It can feel daunting and overwhelming and it feels like it sucks for a little bit. But after you get going, after you get in that momentum, after you've built some progress, what happens is you start to get that runner's high or that workout high. You start to feel really good. And then after a workout, I don't think I ever have had a workout that I regret doing. I have days where I regret not working out where I feel like I actually could have worked out today. I think I would have felt really good if I had worked out today, but I never regret actually working out. So that tells me that working out is universally much more satisfying than not working out. Because almost 100% of the times that I have worked out, I have felt satisfied afterwards. And every single time that I have chosen to read a book or scroll through TikTok instead of working out, That's like 50-50. Sometimes I feel good about it. Sometimes I don't feel good about it. So there are things that may not feel good to get started, but will feel really good to have done. And so if you're trying to get yourself motivated, you don't want to be trying to motivate yourself from negative emotions. Think about carbs, right? We've got simple carbs in the chocolate bar that are super simple, super easy, super delicious, but that spike your blood sugar. They give you a lot of energy really quickly, but then you crash afterwards versus a bowl of oatmeal sustainable carbs, lots of fiber. It's not going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to lead to sustainable energy throughout the day. That's what we're looking at with a different motivation. If you say, oh, I have to do that thing. I have to get up and do the dishes. I should get up and do the dishes. I should have done them already. Why can't I just get up and do the dishes? Why can't I just make myself do this? I should be able to just get up and do the dishes. All I have to do is stand up, walk over to the kitchen, turn on the sink, open the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher, start washing the dishes, put them in the dishwasher." start the dishwasher. If you're going through that, you're mentally doing the task. Your brain can't tell the difference between actually doing something and imagining it. So don't waste your mental energy. You don't have to force yourself to do the thing. We're going to attach pleasure and desire to the sensation of having accomplished the thing. You may not want to do the dishes, but would it feel good to have the dishes done? Let's say the dishes take 10 minutes to get done. In 10 minutes, will it be more satisfying to have done the dishes or to not have done the dishes? That's the motivation that we're playing with. So use your aura type. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator, do the things that other people aren't willing to do that feel satisfying to have done. Doesn't have to feel good when you're getting started. We're looking for, will I feel good about having done this? Having accomplished this? For projectors, recognition and success. Will I feel successful? Will I feel seen? Will I feel recognized? Will I feel like I have accomplished something if I do this? Will it feel successful? Reflectors, will you feel surprised? Will be a delightful surprise that you got that done so quickly? and so easily and so fast and it just happened and you did it and you didn't even have to like fight yourself or go back and forth you just accomplished it how surprised will you be with yourself how delighted will you be with yourself manifestors how peaceful is it going to feel to have already accomplished that how peaceful is it going to be to maintain that environment just like things around the house just tasks that you have to do you're maintaining your peace by maintaining your environment The goal is not to have a reality where you have to fight yourself for every single task. I don't want to have to talk myself into doing the dishes every day. If you're going to be in business, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you don't want to have to talk yourself into showing up for work or making sales posts or actually creating content. You don't want to have to talk yourself into that every single day. The goal is that it's automated. The goal is that it's easy. The goal is that you have underlying motivation for it consistently. So we want it to be no big deal. So if this is no big deal, then it is one of hundreds that you have done. You're going to be someone who makes podcast episodes. Cool. Just keep going. And your goal is not to get one done. It's not to fight yourself through every single next one. It's to see this as one of your first hundred podcasts. This one right here, I don't even know what number it is, but I know that this is one of my first hundred podcasts and I'm still finding a flow. I'm still finding a rhythm. This is still becoming a habit, but every episode that I record gets easier and easier. Every episode has more momentum. Every episode, I feel more comfortable as a podcaster. It's becoming more and more part of my identity because I just keep going. Some episodes are great. Some episodes are still kind of meh and that's Okay. I'm working on my first hundred podcasts. That's the goal. I'm not trying to reach millions of people with this episode. I'm not trying to change the world or cure cancer with every single episode. I am trying to show up 100 times, talk about whatever is on my heart and post it on the internet for people to listen to. And hopefully it inspires someone. Hopefully it helps somebody along the way. But as I build this podcast resource... I'm going to learn more about myself. I'm going to learn more about my direction. I'll find the inspiration, right? My undefined head center would love to have a plan for my first hundred podcasts every single day. It's like, okay, I'm sitting here. I should make a podcast. What do I want to talk about today? That's where it actually happens. Along the way, I'll find myself as a podcaster. I'll figure out who I get to be to other people with this podcast. I'll figure out who is listening to me when I just show up. I'll figure out that identity by just showing up and making the podcast all the time. (laughs) So your undefined centers will be made apparent. I love witnessing and experiencing in my undefined G-Center who I get to be and who I become in the process of doing the thing. So your invisible destinations... If you're trying to get there before you do the thing, you are on a detour. You're distracting yourself and you will spiral and you will just spin your circles at square one, searching for inspiration, searching for self-worth, searching for motivation, searching for it constantly. You'll never actually take action towards the thing that you want to take action on. If you decide, screw this, I don't actually have to have motivation. I don't have to have a plan. I'm just going to recklessly go for it and try and get my first hundred out of the way. That's going to create momentum. What can you do today that is possible to do and that would feel really good to have done that contributes to your first hundred, whatever it is, that is going to be much more motivating and much more possible to do. And that's actually going to create momentum rather than how can I figure out this answer and try and give myself certainty around one thing while I do everything, stop planning and just do one thing. What's possible to accomplish today and what would feel good to have done. That's it. It's that simple. Ask yourself those two questions every single day and watch what happens. Watch the momentum grow. Watch the speed. Watch it turn from baby steps into quantum leaps because that's what's going to happen. Most of us, there's so many of us that have intuition or inner authorities that work on a momentary basis. It works on this is exciting right now. This is the next aligned step for me right now. Very few people will have a 10 year vision, a five year vision, that big plan, that big picture that they have reverse engineered and they are able to show up for consistently and make it work that way. That's a decision that's made from the mind. That's a strategy that's made from the mind. I believe that we can set intentions, but when you are over planning, we are not trusting our momentary clarity. We're not trusting our intuition in the moment. We're not trusting that we will be able to just experience something and know what to do in that moment. I don't make plans. I don't have to-do lists. I literally just show up and think, oh, It would be good to have a podcast episode recorded today. That would feel good to have accomplished. And that's something that's possible to do today. I'm going to get a podcast episode recorded. There's certain deadlines that I've set for myself. Yes, here and there. But for the most part, I just trust that as an entrepreneur, things like podcast episodes, things like coaching sessions, things like sales content, things like writing emails, writing landing pages, that's all just a part of the job. That's just a part of this job as an entrepreneur in the online space, but it doesn't have to be a big deal. And I don't want to have to convince myself into doing it. I don't want to have to plan. This is the launch. And so because I'm launching this, I'm going to have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all of these things. I want it to feel like, oh, I'm launching this program. Let me show up and see what feels good to do. And in that process, I typically do the similar things. I typically write a sales page and I have a thank you email and I have a thank you page and I have the instructions go for how to log into your course portal. And I set up the course portal and I record the content ahead of time. There's certain things that I like doing for every single launch. Yes. But that didn't start from how can I create the perfect launch plan and then follow it every single perfect step of the way from now until infinity (laughs) It started with, what feels good to accomplish today and what is possible for me to do right now? What could I possibly do today that would feel really, really good to have done? And from there, I have been able to motivate myself positively instead of what should I be doing? What could I be doing more? What else could I do? Why am I not doing enough? I get to feel good about the actions that I'm taking. And along the way, I'm building self-confidence. I am building a sense of self-worth. I am falling in love with myself. I am feeling good. I am learning about who I am and expressing myself authentically in the process. All of that gets to happen because I'm not trying to plan everything and trying to over strategize it and make it happen. If you're worried about finding motivation, let go of the big picture plan. Stop trying to over strategize everything. Stop trying to make it too complicated. Get out of your head, get into your body. What is something that is going to feel good to have done today that is possible to accomplish today? So it has to stretch you. It has to be interesting enough to be a challenge. And it has to be big enough to where it feels like, ooh, I actually did something today. Feels bigger than just something you do every day. So there has to be a little bit of significance in order to make it interesting. But as soon as it's interesting, as soon as it's a challenge, you'll start to stretch yourself and you'll start to take action. And this creates a sense of success. Success breeds confidence. The more success you get, even small successes. Like I made my first five really bad Instagram posts haven't posted any of them yet, but I made them. And now I've got momentum. Now I'm finding my voice. Now I'm getting going. That is the goal. That's where you want to be. And that's so much better than trying to shame yourself into taking action with, I should, I could be doing more. I have to find this answer in order to get somewhere. That is what I have for you on motivation. Make it no big deal. Know that this is one of millions that you're going to do. So it's really not that big of a deal. And you can make progress today. You can build momentum today. And the more success you have, even the small bite-sized success, like making your first five Instagram posts, no matter how bad they are, it's going to feel so much better than spending another day coming up with another Instagram plan or going through someone else's branding course on what are the things you need to know when you're starting your Instagram and business. You already know. (laughs) You've been exposed to a lot of the information. You probably have the answers that you need right now. What is possible to do and what would feel really good to have done today? That's your goal. And that's how you're going to find pleasurable and desirable motivation. I hope you learned something in today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.